1: My name is Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. As we all know, every day, millions take to the internet to find love, lust, a little something in between. While some of these hangouts result in exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. We're about to
2: share with you and experience alongside of you the story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. It's time for... I Met My Murderer Online. Jillian, we've reached our final episode of this season. No, it's been a long road. Mm -hmm. This story specifically breaks my heart more than any of the ones that we've learned about before.
1: Yeah, this episode in particular has been one of the hardest to research and learn about. And we appreciate you all joining us for this journey and spending this time with us for season two. Let's get into it. This one takes place in Anchorage, Alaska, which is known for its gorgeous parks and beautiful rivers. One of those parks was home to a senseless murder on June 2nd, 2019. 19-year-old Cynthia Hoffman was a sweet girl who just wanted a group of friends. Unfortunately, the ones she found led to her tragic death.
2: And behind all of it, a mysterious, handsome multi-millionaire. Or at least, that's what his online persona led people to think. Unfortunately, Cynthia's friends were being manipulated by this man. And instead of friendship, Cynthia Hoffman met her murderer online.
1: Cynthia Hoffman, known as Cece to her friends and family, had a great future ahead of her until it was taken away in the blink of an eye. The days leading up to her murder or nothing out of the ordinary.
2: Cynthia had a developmental disability. That meant she intellectually operated at a seventh grade level, but she never let that stop her. Despite having to change schools, she graduated high school and went to work for the family business, Hoffman Handyman and Repair. Her dad taught her the ropes and she caught on quickly. She was proud to be her dad's right-hand man.
1: Cynthia was working towards getting her driver's permit She had always dreamed of driving her dad's 2002 Ford Focus, and he had promised to give it to her when she got her license. Cynthia refused to let her disability get in the way of her future, but she did struggle at developing friendships. Her father, Timothy Hoffman, was happy for his daughter when she said she had found a best friend, an 18-year-old girl named Angel.
0: Hey, Dad, I want you to meet my friend, Angel. She's my best friend.
2: Timothy Hoffman met Angel and loved seeing his daughter so happy. On Cynthia's Instagram, she posted a photo of her and Angel at a school dance with the caption, my BFF. When Angel invited Cynthia to hang out, her dad said that it was okay as long as she always kept her phone on her. That was the Hoffman family rule. If dad called, you picked up. And if you called dad, he picked up. No questions asked. Bye.
1: Cynthia said goodbye to her dad and got into a car with Angel and another teenager named Caden McIntosh. He didn't know exactly what Cynthia and her friends were going to do, but assumed they were going to the mall or going to see a movie. He had no idea that this was the last time he would see his daughter alive. Angel told Cynthia that they were going to go on a hike along the Eklutna River to go see a waterfall. Cynthia
2: was excited to go on a hike with her friends, but she didn't actually know her friends at all. Angel's actual name was Denali Brimmer, and she had been planting seeds of friendship with Cynthia in order to execute a twisted plan.
1: The three teenagers went for a hike, but the destination wasn't a waterfall. Rather, it was an isolated clearing near the river Denali Bremer and Caden McIntosh had used the hike as a way to lure an unsuspecting girl into a secluded area. They wrapped her feet, hands, and mouth in duct tape. Then Caden, who was only 16 years old at the time, shot Cynthia in the back of
2: her head. Cynthia's dad, Timothy Hoffman, wrote a poem about the tragic event and what he imagined was going through Cynthia's mind.
3: I know my daughter so well, I pictured it in my head. My daughter hung out with some of her best friends in my head and I thought it was gonna be having fun. My daughter took a ride to Wasilla in my head. My daughter is on the way back from Wasilla in my head. My daughter stopped by Thunder balls in my head. She thought she was having fun in my head. My daughter got convinced to play a duct tape game in my head. My daughter is calling my name in my head. My daughter is panicking in my head. They pulled the duct tape off some of her in my head. My daughter said she's going to call the police in my head. My daughter turned around to grab her phone in my head why her back was turned she got shot through the back of the head in my head my daughter yelled daddy in my head my daughter is still trying to call the police why she was twitching in my head my daughter got pushed in the river in my head and i wasn't even there but it's in my head and there's nothing i can do Because it's still in my head. I miss you, my daughter. You will always be daddy's girl and the right-hand man. In my head.
1: Cynthia's murder made no sense. Why did her supposed friends kill her? And what motive could they possibly have had to kill a sweet, shy girl who had done nothing wrong?
2: 19-year-old Cynthia Hoffman was lured to her death by her supposed best friend, Angel. However, Angel was far from a friend to Cynthia. Angel's actual name is Denali Bremer. But why did Denali target Cynthia?
1: And what could possibly be her motive? Denali Bremer was 18 years old and did what a lot of teenagers do. She went online to make friends she started talking on social media with a handsome man named Tyler. She was flattered by the attention from Tyler and that left her susceptible to anything he was saying. She was a teenager who lived a simple life. Tyler was a multimillionaire who promised her the world. Tyler
2: asked Denali how committed she was to him. He said that he trusted her and then he told her that he wanted her to do something for him. He told her he wanted her to kill somebody and send him pictures and a video. If she did what he asked, he would send her $9 million. Denali agreed. That part right there, not that I want to place judgment on the parents, Mm. but I just, I mean, especially I guess with her being 18, what is she doing looking online? Where is she finding this man? Is she find, You know what I mean? Is she finding him on Craigslist? Is she finding him just on an app? Is he reaching out to her? Why at 18... Are we thinking, I just want $9 million for what? Like your life just got started. Let's yeah. let's do something. Let's find enjoyment by trying to figure out what job do I want to have? What school do I go to? But I do think there is this intense social pressure to just be wealthy and be able to, you know, post it all online and what you're doing with your life that I just, I don't remember experiencing even 10 years ago. Yeah. Did you?
1: No, especially like having a concept of that much money. I, yeah. which I don't believe she... Does what eighteen-year-old knows what nine million dollars actually can look like? And I agree. I think you know, growing up with social media and everyone's following these billionaires Mm -hmm. and celebrities and people with more money than God. It seems like it, it has triggered something in a younger generation of needing just an absorbent amount of money. She was smitten with Tyler, and she wanted that money. She trusted him. Talking with a new friend online seems innocent enough. However, the anonymity of the internet makes it extremely easy for somebody to create an identity online that is based entirely on lies. This was the case for Denali and Tyler. Tyler's real name is Darren Schillmiller.
2: He was far from a multi-millionaire. There is no way that Denali was ever going to see a single dollar, let alone $9 This was classic catfishing taken to the extreme. Catfishing, if you don't know, is when somebody pretends to be somebody else online. Often it is seen on dating apps when somebody will use a picture of somebody else to get dates. And in this case, Darren used a fake photo, name, and whole identity. And Denali completely fell for it.
1: I find it very interesting that Denali was so quick to believe Tyler because we grew up understanding what catfishing is. Like Mm -hmm. we had the whole MTV show and the movie and it's so common and I feel like our generation and younger in particular are so usually Mm -hmm. good at figuring those out and kind of seeing like oh this is a scam like oh this is a catfish like, usually we could tell from the profiles just because we grew up with right. this. Right, yeah. And for her to hear $9 million, like, I don't know. It's hard to wrap my head around Denali believing this guy. If you came to me and you were like, this guy on the internet that I met is offering me $9 million, if we do this, I'd be like, there's no, no way, that's, way real. that's real. There's no way that it's a real person. Denali got together with a few friends and offered them a cut of the $9 million if they helped her. They agreed. One friend, Caleb Leyland, lent Denali his car. Caden McIntosh would go with Denali on the actual day. Tyler, or more correctly, Darren, wanted Denali to take videos and photos of the murder and send them to him. We don't know the
2: exact reasoning for why Denali and her friends chose Cynthia, but we can assume it was because they believed she'd be an easy target. Due to her developmental disability, she was more trusting than most people and would be easier to manipulate. Denali took full advantage of Cynthia's sweet nature and hopes for a best friend.
1: Cynthia, Caden, and Denali, who Cynthia knew as Angel, were set to hang out on June 2nd, 2019. This is when they drove her in their friend Caleb's car To Thunderbird Falls to take a hike along the Oklunta River.
2: They wrapped Cynthia in duct tape and then shot her in the back of the head. Denali was the one who supplied the gun, but Caden was the one who pulled the trigger, most likely so Denali could film the whole thing. She had thought through this plan many times and had it all mapped out. Just like Darren convinced Denali to kill somebody, Denali convinced Caden to be the one who actually pulled the trigger.
1: Denali and Caden then pushed Cynthia's body into the river before driving to another park to burn her possessions. While at the other park, Denali made sure to message with Cynthia's dad, Timothy, to push the suspicion off herself. By 11.30
2: that night, Timothy Hoffman became concerned for his daughter. Oh my God. It was unlike her to stay out this late. He called her and she didn't answer. This was so out of character for her and against their family rule. When dad calls, you answer, no exceptions. So her dad went to work. He texted Angel, his daughter's supposed best friend, to find out what had happened. Angel, or Denali, explained to him that after they were done hanging out, Cynthia had asked her to drop her off at Polar Bear Park a different loco part, and that she hadn't heard from Cynthia since. At the time, her dad had no reason to not believe Angel.
1: When her dad still could not get in contact with her, he called the Anchorage police. They told him that they couldn't do anything until she had been missing for 24 hours. By the time the clock hit 12 hours of her being missing, he called back and demanded they look for her. Good for him. And he didn't want to just sit around and wait. I can't even imagine that feeling of knowing your daughter's out there missing, and the police are just not listening to Mm -hmm. you.
2: That is another thing that just breaks my heart of how do you not take that seriously? You know, this is not just a parent who's coming and complaining, or a child who has a history of of being out in the middle of the night and partying, and Mm -hmm. she's like, wait till they get home. This was unheard of for Mm -hmm. them. Why wouldn't they
1: want to investigate? They dismissed him. Mm -hmm. It's just... it's horrific so he grabbed his keys popped on his motorcycle and went to look for her himself
2: Timothy Hoffman will stop at nothing to find his 19 year old daughter and when he finds out his daughter is dead he makes it his mission to find the people responsible and make them pay When his 19-year-old daughter, Cynthia, wouldn't respond to his phone calls, her father, Timothy, knew something was wrong. He and the police went to search for her, doing everything they possibly could. Timothy Hoffman did everything right. His intuition about his daughter was spot on, but it was still too late.
1: After hours of searching, police found Cynthia's body in the lake near the site of the murder on June 4th, 2019. Two days after her murder, Then they informed her father.
3: They knocked on my door, and I knew the outcome. All I know is my daughter was my right-hand man, and she did everything for me. When I had jobs to do, and I was ill, she carried me. When I was so sick, I felt like I was on deathbeds. She took care of me. There wasn't nothing that kid wouldn't have done for me. And now I have to make sure I take care of her. I have to make sure everybody pays for what they have done.
1: Timothy told the police everything he knew about what may have happened, including the fact that last he knew, she was hanging out with her best friend, Angel. This information led them to Angel and her true identity as Denali Bremer. When Denali is first questioned, she spins a
2: story about how Cynthia, Caden, and herself were going on a hike to take photos of each other wrapped in duct tape. She claimed that Caden had brought a gun and shot Cynthia without her knowing anything about it. Denali tries to tell the story as if she was an innocent witness, but her story crumbled when they looked at Denali's phone.
1: Even though Denali had deleted the videos and photos of the murder from her phone, police were able to recover them. Detectives found that she had sent them to a contact in her phone named Babe. The phone number traced back to Darren Schillmiller, a 21-year-old man living in Indiana. Further investigation showed that Denali and Darren had been messaging back and forth for weeks.
2: But their supposed relationship was far from smooth. A message from Darren to Denali read, I wish I never made a deal with you in the first place. We can meet, but once I see a cop, I'm telling him or her that you killed Cece. Cece was Cynthia's nickname.
1: One question, Denali refused to give up Darren. This was due in part to the fact that at the time, she didn't actually know who he was. Even after having been brought in for questioning, Denali still believed all of Darren's lies, including the one about being paid $9 million for having committed the murder. Denali confessed to killing Cynthia and was then arrested and charged with conspiracy and murder in the first degree. Two counts of second degree murder and five counts of tampering with evidence.
2: Several days later, police were able to convince Denali of who Tyler really was, and her story changed. She opened up and told the police everything. According to the court documents, Denali confessed to being solicited to commit murder and told them about her relationship with Darren.
1: More evidence was discovered on Denali's phone that proved Darren Schillmiller's plan didn't stop at Cynthia Hoffman's murder. Following the murder, Darren used the incriminating videos and blackmailed Denali into raping two children and sending videos and pictures of her doing it back to him. Police found evidence of her sexually assaulting a 15-year-old there were also messages back and forth between Denali and Darren about her sexually assaulting a second victim who was around eight or nine years old. No photo or video evidence was found. As the investigation
2: continued, it kept circling back to Darren Miller. Will Cynthia and her father get the justice they deserve? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. After the tragic murder of 19-year-old Cynthia Hoffman, the investigation led them to her supposed best friend, 18-year-old Denali Bremer. After looking into Denali's phone, police realized that she had been catfished by a man who offered her $9 million to commit the murder and send him evidence.
1: Denali thought she was talking to a multimillionaire named Tyler who lived in Kansas. But during the investigation, police discovered that his real name was Darren Schillmiller And he lived in Indiana. At first, Denali didn't want to believe that she had been catfished. After all, she had committed murder and sexual assault for him because of his promise of life changing money.
2: On June 9th, one week after Cynthia's murder, Darren Schillmiller was brought into custody. He confessed to the Indiana State Police and federal agents about his involvement. He confessed that he was Tyler and that he and Denali had been planning Cynthia's murder for three weeks. He also confessed that he was in constant communication with Denali during the murder. In addition to all of this, he also confessed that he had plans to blackmail Denali Bremer into sexually assaulting even more people.
1: As law enforcement looked into Darren Schillmiller's life, they realized that this was not the first time he had made a fake profile online. Two women came forward and revealed that they had both been contacted by one of Darren's online aliases. One woman said that she met Darren on a dating and social networking app called Meet Me. He was going by the name Austin, and about three days later, he told her that he had problems that he wanted to confess.
2: When she asked him what the problems were, Darren told her he would only tell her if she sent him videos of her changing her two young daughters' diapers. When she refused, he revealed that they had actually gone to high school together. They weren't close, but she remembered him. She posted about this encounter on her Facebook page, and Darren apologized and promised to never ask her for pictures of her children again. But he made a second profile,
1: matched with her again, and continued to ask for photos. The second woman to come forward about Darren Schillmiller's past was an ex-girlfriend from high school. They had dated on and off, but she hadn't heard from him since they'd broken up three years ago. He made identical requests to her, asking for videos of her changing her infant son's diaper. He claimed that he, quote, wanted to get over a fetish he had, end quote. He went even further and asked her to send him videos of her sexually assaulting her own four-month-old son. She, of course, refused, and he contacted her again a month later from a different account, this one named Tyler the same fake name he used with Denali Bremmer.
2: Neither of the two women had reported their encounters to the police out of fear of retaliation from Miller. His ex-girlfriend claimed that he had sexually assaulted her in the past, and that was the reason for their breakup.
1: The trial for Cynthia Hoffman's murder was originally scheduled for June 18th, 2019, but there were several delays. The lawyers on the case asked for an extension due to the number of pages of information about the case, which was over 100,000. The case continued to be pushed. Charges were filed against Denali Bremer, Kanan McIntosh, Caleb Leyland, and Darren Schillmiller, who was extradited to Alaska for the trial.
2: In primary court proceedings, Denali Bremmer said that she knew what she did was wrong.
1: This is Cynthia's father, Timothy Hoffman.
3: I have to make sure nobody gets out. But right now, the courts are a joke when it comes to the teenagers. They need to redo the laws out there when it comes to teenagers. Because when a teenager makes a serious crime, no matter what, that crime, they ought to be punished for. Not get out when you're 20 years old and your record wipes clean. They understood what they did. They understood how they did it. They planned it all. They plotted it all. And then they put it all into action for a teenager to get remorse from the judge from the juries and be able to just hey, I'm guilty let me serve my ear and get out scot-free and not have none of this on my record. That is wrong.
2: Cynthia Hoffman was loved by her family and community. There have even been memorial motorcycle rides in her honor as a fundraiser for the organization Victims for Justice, a nonprofit that helps families of homicide victims.
3: Cynthia, she had a big heart. She just wanted friends. It wasn't right what she went through. I want everybody to use this experience to protect their children.
1: The U.S. Attorney for the District of Alaska took the opportunity to give a warning about the dangers of the internet. He said, quote, For all of the good the internet can do, it can be a dark place and parents would be wise to monitor the activity of their children online. Yes.
2: Multiple states, four defendants, and one innocent victim caught in the middle. Cynthia Hoffman's story is a tragic example of the dangers that come from the internet. Anonymity allows people like Darren Schill-Miller to cause harm from the safety of their homes.
1: Denali had pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and is scheduled to be sentenced in August, 2023. She faces 30 to 99 years in prison. The other three involved Jill Miller, Macintosh, and Leland have pleaded not guilty and are awaiting their trials. Cynthia's family and community will continue to fight for justice and try to prevent anyone else from meeting their murderer online. Thank you guys so much for allowing us the honor of taking you through season two. Courtney and I really appreciate you guys embracing us and allowing us to take you on this journey with us.
2: I know these stories have been really hard to listen to, but our goal in being a part of this podcast is just making sure we can put more information out there about the dangers of the internet and what can lurk in the dark. And I hope that in listening to this podcast, our pursuit was never to scare anyone, but rather just make sure people have more information on how to keep themselves safe. Absolutely. I know I've learned a lot. Yeah, I definitely have too. (laughs) I definitely things that I would have never thought about doing to looking out for knowing that is possible Mm -hmm. Um, and i i I definitely feel more informed
1: yeah absolutely
2: well i'm jillian lee garner and i'm courtney bell please leave us a comment a rating and follow us on instagram at immmo podcast thank you for listening jillian and i look forward to seeing you all for season three till then be safe